Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Now a clear sky and 35 degrees. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly was sworn into office for her second term Monday. Kelly spoke about events of her first term that included the COVID-19 pandemic and the financial problems faced by many in Kansas. She says issues such as the economy will be priorities. We took a deficit and turned it into the largest budget surplus in our state's history. We got our state back on track and we did it by working together as one Kansas. The ceremony also marked the return of Chris Kobach, the new attorney general, Over two decades, he gained a national reputation by advocating for adhering to immigration and election laws. The U.S. Supreme Court has refused to hear the appeals of two brothers who were sentenced to death for four fatal shootings in a Wichita soccer field in December of 2000. Outgoing Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt said Monday, the high court's decision means Jonathan and Reginald Carr no longer have any direct appeals of their death sentences. However... Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett says they can still file lawsuits in state and federal courts to try to prevent their executions by lethal injection. So what does this mean? It means that the direct appeal is finally over with. Uh, 22 years plus after the act, um, the direct appeal is done, and now the the final uh, collateral appeals begin. Bennett says the defendants may allege that they had ineffective representation in their trial. President Biden began the North American Leaders Summit by examining joint issues of concern with Mexico's president. President Biden, joined by many members of his cabinet, sat across from Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador, saying there are many matters to discuss that will strengthen their partnership. The good includes plans for economic prosperity. The bad, threats to the health and safety of citizens. The plague of fentanyl, which has killed 100,000 Americans so far. And how we can tackle tackle irregular migration, which I think we're well on our way to doing. President Lopez Obrador says he is ready to talk with Biden. Also, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will be part of talks affecting the entire continent. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. A convicted sex offender has been sentenced to life in prison after a jury found him guilty of kidnapping and attempted indecent liberties with a child. 43-year-old Daniel Withrow was arrested in May of 2019 after officers were called to the White Glove Inn on West Kellogg, where a woman told police her 8-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old cousin were playing outside of the motel when a man pulled her daughter into a nearby storage shed. He allegedly attempted to hold her against her will. The girl screamed for help, causing the man to panic, and he fled on a lawnmower toward a nearby cemetery. Withrow will be eligible for parole in just over 46 years. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Police have arrested two people in connection with a fatal shooting in North Wichita. 
30-year-old Darius Mitchell was arrested on suspicion of aggravated battery. 47-year-old Jamar White arrested on suspicion of first-degree murder in the death of 43-year-old Mario Dupree last Thursday. Shot in the 2300 block of North Pyatt, investigators say the men got into a fight over a drug debt. The House has approved its set of rules for the 118th Congress. The new Republican majority stayed nearly unanimous in advancing a rules package that included concessions to conservative holdouts of Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Today starts that process of fixing what's broken in Washington so that Washington can finally start working for the people of this country who are struggling. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise says the new rules will increase transparency and set up an approach for reigning in federal spending. Just a single Republican voted no, Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez, along with every House Democrat. Jared Halpern, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past 6 o'clock. Stephen's head of the morning, KNSS. 6.09, nine minutes past six o'clock on this Tuesday morning. At today's meeting, the Wichita City Council will consider spending $20,000 to purchase fentanyl overdose recovery kits. The funds are available from an earlier opioid settlement. Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News. Administered within a certain amount of time, it actually has a reverse effect uh, when it comes to an overdose. So it can save lives. Uh, so it's something that we got to uh, just get out uh, to the places in our community that need it. Uh, our first responders also, uh, you know, most of them or many of them do carry this, but uh, we want to expand that uh, so that we can save people's lives and get them into treatment. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. The Food and Drug Administration has approved a new medication to treat Alzheimer's disease, but not everyone is happy about it. Fox's Jillian Turner reports. In a major medical breakthrough, the FDA is fast-tracking a new drug to treat early-stage Alzheimer's disease. The Alzheimer's Association applauds FDA approval as, quote, the right decision, but blasts Medicare and Medicaid's refusal to help pay for it. Without coverage of this treatment, people are losing days, weeks, months, memories, skills, and independence. They're losing time. The association estimates an average of 2,000 Americans 65 and older per day will progress from mild to advanced Alzheimer's without drug treatment. Lakembi's approval, though, is not without controversy. A recent congressional investigation issued a scathing report on the FDA's rushed approval of another Alzheimer's drug from the same U.S. developer, Biogen, calling the review process highly atypical and the $56,000 per year price tag for that drug unjustifiably high. The drug is set to hit the market later this month. A billion-dollar jackpot is up for grabs in the Mega Millions Lottery. Tonight's estimated Mega Millions jackpot, $1.1 billion, or around $568 million, before taxes, if there's a winner. And they take the cash payout, as lottery officials say most big lottery winners do. The over $1 billion prize after Friday's jackpot marked the 24th consecutive drawing, without a match of all six numbers. Back in October, a $502 million jackpot was shared by two winning tickets in California and Florida. Tonight's jackpot would be the third largest ever Mega Millions prize. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Flags in Kansas have been ordered to fly at half-staff until sundown tonight to honor former Kansas Attorney General Bob Steffen. 
Stefan was the state's longest-serving attorney general from 1979 to 1995. He was a graduate of Washburn University's law school, went on to practice law in Wichita, graduate of North High School in Wichita as well. Uh, he served as a district judge in Wichita from 1965 to 1978 before becoming Kansas Attorney General. A funeral mass will be held at 10 this morning at Church of the Ascension in Overland Park. KNSS News Time now, 612, 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. Traffic this morning in the Wichita area. Well, right now things looking okay out there. We do have stalled out vehicle. Uh, potentially traffic hazard westbound on Kellogg right around Woodlawn. So watch for slowdowns there as the volumes pick up. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a mostly clear sky, a chilly start to the day across south-central Kansas. But another warm-up expected this afternoon. Mostly sunny with a few passing clouds or high 59. Clear overnight, shallow 34. Then sunny and dry weather ahead on Wednesday with a high 57. Could see some areas of light precipitation Wednesday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a few clouds, 27 degrees and calm wind. 613, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hey, Steve. Got a few clouds now when I came to work. Uh, the sky was clear. The stars were bright. It was a beautiful, beautiful morning. In Kansas. I didn't notice that this morning, but I did notice it last night. Looked up and the yeah. stars were bright. Wow. Which you get in January sometime. You get the, well, we I, had a... I, I've, there was one star I was looking at. It was especially catching my eye because it was twinkling like crazy. <laughs> and it, you could see different colors. Wow. I went, I went and uh, looked it up. It was serious. Okay. It's the dog star. The dog star. But it's. But it. they said it's known for its... Twinkle, and you, you can see various colors in it. Like I was looking, so I was like, you can see blue and red. And I was like, what is that star? I went and looked it up. You know, I just and I, it was I amazing. Can, it was I can beautiful. spot the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper sometimes. That I, I'm so ignorant about stars and planets and galaxies and whatnot. But I do like to go out and look. There's no doubt about it. You know, when uh, spending a little time with my uh, uh, sister-in-law uh, out in New Mexico, and when my brother was alive too. On their place out, way out on the, you know, in sort of a sort side of a mountain at night. At night. There's no lights anywhere. A, uh, and you can really see. That's it. when it's really impressive. Yeah. When you get out of. Oh, we had a sunny, nice day across central Kansas yeah, yesterday. Nice day. Holy mackerel. A high of 56 degrees, normal high 43. This was uh, definitely a contender for the storm of the century when in 1975, the great storm of 1975 struck most of the U.S. Over a four-day period from the 9th to the 12th of January, while the upper Midwest was being overwhelmed by a severe blizzard, an outbreak of 45 tornadoes tore through the deep south. Hardest hit by the severe blizzard were South Dakota and Minnesota, where many areas were buried by two to two and a half feet of snow. 1975, big weather day. On this date in 1984, the United States and Vatican... The Vatican established full diplomatic relations for the first time in more than a century. I don't have any knowledge of the history of the church or why there we didn't have relations before that. You know anything about it, Ted? Not really. Politics? I don't know. Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, said he returned to Buffalo with a lot of love on my heart to continue his recovery in a hospital there. He returned a week after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field during a game in Cincinnati. 
Hamlin was discharged from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center and flown to Western New York. He was listed in stable condition at Buffalo General Medical Center, Gates Vascular Institute. Doctors said Hamlin had been uh, has been walking since having a breathing tube removed Friday, eating regular food, and undergoing therapy. Almost normal, I guess. Just one week after his heart stopped. Yeah, they said yeah. The, he was on a normal or even accelerated trajectory in his recovery from cardiac arrest. Now, it sounds like he's making progress. Sounds like he's making progress. A Louisiana man facing charges for the death of a 7-year-old girl following a pit bull attack. The East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office says 20-year-old Eric Lopez has been charged with negligent homicide for failing to confine the dog. The attack happened Friday when Sadie Davila was playing outside of a relative's home. The dog viciously attacked her according to probable cause documents obtained by CBS News. Yeah. Take care of those dogs. I remember some some uh, confrontations that uh, I I have had while running in the park over the years. This has been a while about quite a while back, but when I had my rat terrier lucky with me. A com- confrontation with a what pit bull one time. Uh, more on that story at knssradio.com if you're interested, check it out there on the webpage. knssradio.com. 617 with Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Time for leadoff sports with Ted Woodward. Ted? The new college men's basketball polls coming out yesterday, and boy, good for our state of Kansas. The Associated Press and the coaches poll. Houston is still the number one team in the nation, but right behind them, the defending national champions, the Kansas Jayhawks, inching up another spot this week. KU is number two in both major polls. KU getting 37% of the first place votes. So they are getting close. But the big story, how about Kansas State going from unranked and moving up 15 spots in the Associated Press poll this week. The Wildcats are finally ranked for the first time in four years. They are at number 11 in the Associated Press poll with a record of 14-1, and the same record Kansas has. And both teams are playing tonight. We'll go up to Lawrence, number two ranked Kansas, hosting Oklahoma. Oklahoma has lost 21 straight times in Lawrence. They haven't won a game there in 30 years. Yikes. <laughs> FanDuel has KU as a 10.5-point favorite going into this one. Jayhawks are on an eight-game winning streak right now. Live coverage of KU basketball at 6.30 tonight. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock in Lawrence. You can listen live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Meanwhile, in Manhattan tonight, it's 11th-ranked Kansas State hosting Oklahoma State. That'll tip off at 6 o'clock tonight, nationally televised on ESPNU. K-State, also with a record of 14-1, and also on an eight-game winning streak. Kansas State is off to its best start in 64 years, since wow. the late 1950s. Kansas State, though, has lost five of its last six against the Cowboys. See how this one goes tonight. FanDuel has K-State as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in Manhattan tonight to keep the winning streak going. Move over to another sport for Kansas State. Former Kansas State quarterback Michael Bishop is going to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame class of 23 in December. Of course, he only played two years at K-State, but those were two pretty good years, 97 and 98. As during his years there, Michael Bishop as quarterback, K-State had a record of 22 and 3. By the time he left K-State after only two years, he already held 26 school records. He was a dandy. And of course, K-State was just... One uh, quarter away from playing for the national championship, Bishop's senior year. Michael Bishop becomes the seventh Kansas State player or coach that's going into the College Football Hall of Fame. 
Michael Bishop. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The New Orleans Pelicans went on the road, going to Washington to meet the Wizards, 132-112. to Coming off the bench for the Pelicans, former Kansas Jayhawk Devontae Graham had 11 points and 6 assists as the Pelicans snap a two-game losing streak. They are the number three team in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah, the college football season last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, those, those semifinal games on New Year's Eve were great. National title game last night, eh, unless you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, kind of a bust. There was no stopping Georgia in the national title game at Inglewood, California. The Bulldogs rolled over TCU 65-7. Georgia became the first back-to-back champions since Alabama a decade ago. Quarterback Stetson Bennett accounted for six touchdowns, four passing and two rushing before he was lifted. In the second half, he threw for 304 yards. The Bulldogs have now won 17 consecutive games and 33 of their last 34. They scored 55 unanswered points after leading just 10-7. TCU finished the campaign with a 13 and 2 record. Bob Ortali, Fox News. There you go, Georgia, your back to back national champion. That's sports with Stephen Ted. All right, hey, Ted. coming up on Thursday you night, bet. You bet. the movie Plane, starring Gerard Butler at the Boulevard Theater, Town West Square. We've got four packs of tickets to give away. If you want one of those four packs, call me now, 869 1330. If you want to go see Plane Thursday night at the Boulevard Theater. All right, 869 1330. 621 now, keep it in for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Kids screen time during the pandemic. That's on the way, Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 6.30 on Tuesday morning and 27 degrees. Flooding, evacuations, and road closures continue to affect California amid a barrage of powerful storms. Santa Barbara County Sheriff Bill Brown detailing evacuation orders for the community of Montecito and surrounding canyons amid heavy rainfall, urging all others to shelter in place. Unless there is some in some some real need that someone has to be out and about, you should really be, be concentrating on staying home and staying informed if you are outside those evacuation areas. Listing road closures from flooding and rock slides. The evacuation order comes five years after mudslides ravaged Montecito, killing 23 people. California under a federal state of emergency amid several storms, which have caused high winds, high surf and power outages. 90% of the state under a flood watch. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News police would like to see more video of an incident involving two teens and two police officers at a roller skating rink. The video that's been released does not show what happened prior to the physical confrontation. Uh, so what we want uh, is, folks, uh, if you can help out with the investigation, uh, come forward. Uh, there was you know, hundreds of uh, mm-hmm. people there. Uh, so you know, it's an opportunity to uh, get the facts out and uh, let the process play out. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment has issued a boil water advisory for the city of Pretty Prairie public water supply system in Reno County. The advisory took effect Monday and will remain in effect until the conditions that place the system at risk of bacterial contamination are resolved. Health officials issued the advisory because of a water main break causing low water pressure in the distribution system. Thousands of nurses in New York City 
have walked out on the job in protest yesterday. Fox's Jackie Ibanez reports. More than 7,000 nurses from two private hospitals are in New York City here. They were off the job striking because they say profits have been put before patient care. Nurses from both Montefiore Medical Center and Mount Sinai Hospital took to the streets after labor contract negotiations broke down early Monday morning. They were joined by the state's attorney, General Letitia James. She criticizes the lack of enforcement of a law that limits the number of patients per nurse. The Associated Press reports that as parties try to work out a deal, hospitals are postponing non-emergency surgeries, diverting ambulances to other medical centers, pulling in temporary staffers, and assigning administrators with nursing backgrounds to work in wards. Executives at these hospitals say they have offered very generous raises over the next few years. A six-year-old is receiving treatment after he shot his first grade teacher in Virginia last week. Newport News Police Chief Steve Drew called the shooting of 25-year-old Rich Neck Elementary School teacher Abigail Zwerner unprecedented. He said it was not an accident when a six-year-old student pulled a gun from his bag and shot her in the chest. Drew said there was no physical altercation preceding this and that they'll be talking to other students in the class with child psychologists present. The boy was evaluated at a hospital, but then the Community Service Board, which Drew says handles mental and behavioral health issues, got involved. Community Service Board determined that a temporary detention order would be obtained from a magistrate, and the child is currently receiving treatment at a medical facility. He says the gun was legally purchased by the boy's mother. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Another nice start to the day in Wichita with temperatures again running above average, especially this afternoon. And again tomorrow will be about 15 degrees above normal for this time in January. Mostly sunny and breezy with a high 59, clear and 34 overnight, Tomorrow's high, 57. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And now a few clouds, 27 degrees, calm, no wind this morning. 634, Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS, January 10th. On this date in 1776, Thomas Paine anonymously published his influential pamphlet, Common Sense, which argued for American independence from British rule. I've never read that. Have I you didn't realize he published it anonymously. Yeah, hmm. but... Hmm. Thomas Paine, a forefather. Pamph- he's one of our great pamphleteers. pamphleteers. Uh, didn't Franklin do a lot of that, too? I think he usually abused a woman's name. He did a lot of everything. Yeah, he sure did. The uh, children struggling with obesity should be evaluated and treated early and aggressively, including with medications for kids as young as 12 and surgery for those as young as 13. That's according to new guidelines released Monday. The American Academy of Pediatrics says the longstanding practice of watchful waiting or delaying treatment to see whether children and teens outgrow or overcome obesity on their own only worsens the problem. Childhood obesity affects more than 14.4 million young people in the U.S. 14.4 million young people. That's uh, If left untreated, obesity can, of course, lead to lifelong health problems, including high blood pressure, diabetes, and depression. I can only tell you this. My experience is after after I hit about 50, 40, 40 50, about 50 years old, it was really hard for me to take any weight off at all. <laughs> and You're not you, alone in that. And when you start out kids, well, gosh, when you start out kids that are that young, you know, overweight by quite a bit, ugh, that's just, uh, to me, it's, it's sad because, you know, they don't have a chance unless they can get, a, get that treatment. Now, they're, what they're saying here is, uh, you know, be more aggressive. Um, 
you know, as young as 12 for, for surgery or 13 medications for kids. I don't know. I don't know how you treat obesity in young, in young kids like that. Of course, you want them to be active, but that's not the answer to it. All, all of the answer. But this is a tough call. All right. Coming up this morning, Ted, at around, well, about an hour from now, we'll talk with uh, Secretary County Commissioner Pete Meitzner, as we have for the past, what, year or so or more. And they're going to be uh, the Sedgwick County Commission tomorrow. The meeting is, I think, the passing of the gavel meeting when they elect a new chairman and uh, chairperson, I guess, and uh, chair, chairman, chairman pro tem. So. Yeah, Ryan Beatty will have his first meeting on the on the commission. So. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting meeting, and we'll yeah. find out more about that with Pete coming up this morning. Good, good. Let's see. What have we got going on here? Uh, I've got uh, my grandson, Reese who's in the uh, Air National Guard here in McConnell, is, has been uh, given a promotion. Hey. Yeah. He's, uh, he hasn't been in very long. Brigadier General? He's up to, I think he's, uh, uh, yeah, probably a Brigadier General by now. But there is going to be a ceremony, at the, and we're going to go to that. His mom and dad and grandmother and even Uncle and Uncle Jerry's going to go. I very think. nice. So that's going to be later on this morning. So we're looking forward to that. He. He's a good. He's a good. I wouldn't say he's a good kid because he's not a kid anymore. He's a grown man, but he certainly has been a great grandson. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Six thirty-seven. Now, Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Stephen Ted. The trading and the closes were on the positive side for the entire cattle complex on Monday. Feeder cattle had mostly inside trading session other than the deferred contracts, which were much higher. The live cattle scored four and five session highs yesterday. The five area feed yards last week had another light run of cattle at 56,000 head. Kansas Steer's average price on the hoof was 156.84, down 10 cents from the previous week. And the Lean Hog Futures Monday closed positive for the first time after closing negative the previous six to, ten, six to seven sessions. At the close yesterday, February live cattle 97 cents higher 157.75 march feeders up 65 cents at 186.30 and feb lean hogs 52 cents higher at 80 dollars and 80 cents now overall yesterday was a session that news wise was extremely quiet and had little if any influence on market direction for our grains the weekly export inspections were disappointing once again and soybean oil and cotton futures were the only positive closes monday now thursday at 11 o'clock is the release of several usda grain reports and we're seeing downside today in our grain complex especially the wheat March Kansas City wheat's down 18 cents at $8.10 and a half cents. March corn's down a half a penny at 6.52 and a quarter. March soybeans eight and a half cents lower at $14.80. February crude oil trading 34 cents higher at 74.97. February gold's down a dollar 80 at 1876. The March S&P's 18 and a half points lower at 3895. March dollar index 32 cents higher at 103.06. And March Dow Jones futures 149 points lower at 33,521. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. North American uh, leaders meeting in Mexico. Uh, are, do you think they're, are they talking about trade? They've got to be talking about trade because that's one thing we have in common. What do you think? I imagine there's some talk about trade, but I'm not really sure. One of the biggest things we got going on agriculture-wise with Mexico is our corn exports to them, and they are wanting to uh, eventually stop any GMO corn from going into Mexico, but I don't know whether or not the Biden administration is going to be talking about that or not. 
All right, GMO. Quickly, what what is GMO? G- G- Genetically modified. modified. So they don't want that going into Mexico. Mexican. No, they they don't want it. To, they're kind of going along with the fact that it's okay to go to their animals, but they don't want it to you know go into uh, their human consumption. Mexico. And uh, the worst thing about it is, Steve, nobody's ever proved yet that there's anything wrong with yeah. genetic modified <laughs> yeah. foods. Uh, what what kind of crops do they have in Mexico? Do, do they have a their own corn crop? Yes, yes, they do. I mean, it's yes. a big country it's just ge- geographically, but I'm not sure how how good it is for agriculture. What What do you think? Yeah, they, you know, they're not completely self sufficient, but they also raise a lot of white corn down there. I think they make their tortillas out of and stuff like that. But uh, they're fairly self sufficient. But we do sell them a lot of corn. A lot of corn. All right. Thank you, Tom. Six forty-one now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, Don Grant, CFE, the Money Tracker. The Santa Claus Rally. Ho, ho, ho. He didn't do that one already? That's his guy. I thought we talked about that last month. There's more than one. Okay. Or maybe it's another Santa Claus. It could be another one, yeah. Well, that's why we're gonna, he's coming. You're going to explain. I know. Don Grant. Why well, he's up. here. <laughs> Steve's in the morning on KNSS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Stephen Ted of the Morning, KNSS. 646 here. On this Tuesday morning, three big things. College football crowns a national champ as Georgia clobbers TCU 65-7. U.S. Supreme Court refuses to hear appeal for the Carr brothers. Sentenced to death for five murders in Wichita in 2000. Laura Kelly sworn in for a second term as Kansas governor. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. We have the report of a non-injury traffic accident. Watch for a bit of a slowdown. Central and Hillside, non-injury traffic accident there. Uh, We also have a stalled-out vehicle westbound on Kellogg at Woodlawn. Watch out for a slowdown there as the volumes are picking up. Traffic and up, update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Mostly sunny today with a high of 59 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low 32. For Wednesday, tomorrow increasing clouds. Tomorrow's high 55 degrees. Now a few clouds calm and 27 degrees. KNSS Weather brought to you by The Monarch at 579 West Douglas. The Monarch will be closed for remodeling January 2nd to the 10th. That's today. For more information and up-to-date events, go to monarchwichita.com.
6.47 now, Steve and Ted in the morning. And on Wall Street Monday, traders were hoping to build on Friday's rally. Stocks pairing from earlier gains and closing mixed as investors continue to gauge whether the Fed might dial back its aggressive pace of interest rate hikes. Tech stocks were among the biggest gainers. This week, investors will get fresh U.S. consumer price data followed by corporate earnings. And shares of Uber Technologies rose after analysts at Piper Sandler raised their target price for the ride-hailing company's stock. And a rebound for Bed Bath & Beyond stock, it surged over 22% after getting battered last week. The home goods retailer is preparing to file for bankruptcy within a matter of weeks. The Dow winners, Salesforce, Microsoft, and Goldman Sachs. The Dow decliners, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, and Amgen. The Dow falling 113 points. The Nasdaq up 66. S&P 500 down 3. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Stephen Ted in the morning. Ted, I'm seeing Carrie Ringers in the Eagle reporting this morning. The Riverside Cafe may be opening this week. After that, uh, what, a year or two ago, they had a fire and uh, uh, they kind of burned the place down. And yeah. They, been a t- the owners have a tough time finding people to work there, uh, just getting a staff. But uh, they could be open by Thursday this week. It's a it's a great little cafe. My daughter worked at that cafe when we lived around the corner. My daughter worked in that cafe when she was in high school. And on her Saturday summer job, or she'd go in nice. there and make a ton of money. Yeah, but, uh, it's interesting. I, I know this uh, this uh, wait staff thing is is. Uh, is a troubling for some it's of our small businesses. A lot of places. I was at. Uh, I've been at two chain restaurants. I one on Sunday, and then last night, Shelley and I went to Olive Garden out west. They don't have any sharp problem at all. Either one of those, the big chains. So I, maybe it's just for the little guys. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, anyway, it could be. If it if it, it's a great place to meet for uh, for breakfast, or a lot of business meetings used to happen at Riverside Cafe too. Maybe we can get that thing back open over there in the Riverside neighborhood. 649 now, Stephen Ted. The Santa Claus Rally. Here he is, that jolly young elf himself, Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Good morning. Good morning, Don. <laughs> Good morning, Stephen Ted. And yeah, you're thinking, hey, Christmas is over. Why are we talking about Santa Claus? Well, we're gonna look back a little bit and see what what happened with the Santa Claus rally. You know. Santa Claus is real. He did visit us this year, as you, as you know. And there's a thing yeah, named after the big guy. It's uh, it's called the Santa Claus Rally. And, um, it, well, it kind of happened this year, but not really. Times are tough for many Americans, but those who continue to make a bit more than they spend are shoring up, you know, shored up the economy during Christmas. And with their buying and households across the country ramped up some of their holiday eating and drinking and gift giving, uh, you know, just to be merry. And of course, the more they consumed, the better the Santa Claus rally. Well, when it does happen, the rally generally runs from the week before Christmas, a couple of weeks into the new year's about, about into now. Well, what does it mean? Well, during the Santa Claus rally, we generally see a sharp uptick in stock market valuations. The last, uh, uh, in the last trading days of the year and well into the new year. But but why? Well, Santa finding his way into the markets isn't really that much of a surprise. He has historically left gifts for investors. According to the Kester Investment Management, since 1950, the S&P 500 has had an average return of 1.42% in December. Of those 72 years, the index appreciated 54 times and fell 18 times. Now, most of the other stock indices 
have also experienced historic positive performance during December. Unfortunately, it did not happen this year. I mean, we did see some gains, but they were minor. They were nothing compared to the historical gains. So, uh, you know, with with these odds that things could happen, you know, one might consider changing your allocation uh, into how you're invested to sort of cash in on that. Well, the reason I'm pointing this now out now is that had you done that, and we did talk about this a number of weeks ago, had you done that, you you had you changed things to try to focus on the Santa Claus rally by say increasing some of your your uh, your exposure to growth stocks or into other stocks, you would have done okay, but it wouldn't have made that big of a difference. So this is a lesson, I think, to be able to look back and in spite of the fact that we see historical averages rise during December that it is a good time to really take take a look at your asset allocation, work with your certified financial planner to make sure that it is where it should be for you and stick with it. So that's the lesson here. And if you have any questions, you can give me a call. The number is 267-0600. Ask for me, Don Grant. All right, Don, today is uh, Peculiar People Day. <laughs> yes, an opportunity to recognize and celebrate celebrate those who refuse to conform to the world's idea of normal. You know anybody like that? I certainly do, but so what are we doing? We're normalizing unnormal? Well, it says here that it is always the people who are termed peculiar, different, strange, or abnormal that set the world in motion because they live outside the box. Which I think is horse okay. hockey. I mean, I mean, as yeah. my dad used to say, that guy's an oddball. Well, that's what he meant. He's kind of peculiar, he or she, and they do things their own way. And sometimes they, they you know, sometimes they don't fit in. You know anybody who's but so? I do. I certainly do know some people who march to the beat of a different drummer, and and that's great, and that's what makes them great. But the problem with this day is, they're trying to normalize it. Make them unpeculiar. So, they're not gonna, so if, if there are, everybody accepts it and everything, and well, I mean, we don't accept it anyway, but then, then what's going to happen is they're, they're just going to be, we're not going to be able to have this day anymore if it's successful. Hmm. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't know if I'm peculiar. <laughs> I've never had anybody come up to me and say, you know what, you're abnormal. Ever had anything like that happen to you, Ted? Or? I've had people come up and tell me you're abnormal, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You win. I guess I, I can be somewhat peculiar. Well, no, Ted's, you know, Ted's telling the truth. He's running to listeners. I have. Uh, listeners yeah, I'm not Question whether I have, a, you know, whether I can even be here. They think I should be institutionalized or something. So, yeah. Everybody has their peculiarities, you know. The, uh, or they're a little strange, a little odd. So let's celebrate and it. And today, let's celebrate it today. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. we got to celebrate something every day, as you know. So there you go. I know. <laughs> All right. Thank you, gentlemen. That's uh, 655 now. Stephen Ted coming up 7 o'clock. Top of the hour news with Stephen Ted. Laura Kelly sworn in for a second term as Kansas governor. That's Dory. And more news on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.